capturing the world. Yo, yo, it's your boy Smooth Don, and you listening to the Capture the World podcast. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is David Carmichael II, and I am back with another episode of the Capture World podcast. I have another great special guest. This is his second time being on the podcast. This is my cousin, Smooth Don, back in the house, but this time we are in his neck of the woods, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just glad to be back. Um, and, you know, we're just here to talk about some new things with what he got going on, man. So, yeah, man, what's up, cuz? What's going on with you, man? I'm living good, man. Tape about to drop. This rollout's looking fire. The trailer just dropped. Everybody loving it. Got good engagement. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, like, everybody hearing it. And then just me finna. I'm finna start traveling. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna, like, treat this like it's a little tour. So I'm ready to get into it. That's the fact, man. And um, speaking of the, the promo video, um, that was dope, man. Um, Appreciate it. I seen you dropped it. What? It was, like, a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, I directed it. Like, and okay. I've never, like, ever directed something before. Like, normally when I shoot videos, I have the ideas, and I let my cameraman, like, take it into fruition. But, like, I actually sat behind the cameraman and, like, directed everybody where to go and, like, when to do certain things. And it's, like, me seeing it all come together was just, like, so beautiful. I was, like, yeah, people going to like this. So, like, how long did you have that concept of of that video? Like, was that something something you already had in mind or... Something that came about recently. It's something my um, it's something I definitely mapped out for about like three weeks. Okay. Three, yeah, it's like I was, I was, it was like a long three weeks, just me like trying to lock in with that concept and how I wanted it. So, word, word. Yeah, man, that's what's up, man. And um, and that that was your homeboy, right? Because then um, he came to the festival. That does the videos and stuff like that. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's Josh. Right Josh. There. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Josh, man. For real, man. That was some real dope um, concept. And um, so yeah, because the last time you know since the festival, that was the last time since we we talked about the you know, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, have you performed any other time since then or since the? Yeah, actually, I have. Um. So what I did was since everybody was going back home from college with a. Or no, they was going back to college from from home because like the summer break was finna be over. Um, what me and my team did, we was like, all right, let's just throw a party, mm-hmm. like the party before everybody go back, and me and TJ just perform there. So like, you know, when you say party, everybody looking for the next function, and right. luckily that we were like the last function before everybody went back to school. So we threw that and. It's like, in a sense, everybody came to party, but it, like, worked out in my favor because, like, we hosting it so we can perform however we want to. We can, you know, the rules, like, the ball is in our court. So, we had, like, 230 people there. That was the head count. Wow. And I rocked that one out. Um, That went pretty crazy. That was, like, my funnest performance because it was in my area. So, it was, like, that's where I had, like, the most support at. And then shortly, a little bit after, I had went down and performed at North Carolina A and T. Yeah, I seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was fun in itself. So how did that? Um, how did you link up with A and T to be able to perform on that stage? Because how many people was out there? 
Couple thousand. Yeah, I've seen the um, videos and pictures, man. It was that was a good crowd. Man, it was. It's actually funny because the dude that people were referring me to, he was like the head of all activities. He was like, he was in a frat, and like everybody knew him, and like he has a big amount of followers. And it's like he kind of fronted on me. Like I DM'd him, and like I'm trying to reach out to him. I'm following up, and then he's just like giving me short answers, like "Yo, what's up?" And then I'm just like, "Yeah, like I'm trying to perform. How can I get out there? What I gotta do? Who do I gotta talk to?" And then he's like, "You know, I don't, I don't, I don't run that. I'm not in charge of that." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Nigga, if anybody is in charge of it, it's you." <laughs> right, right. So like. He's like, yeah, I don't even know how you can get up there. Like, I wouldn't know. You got to talk to this person and so-and-so. And And I'm like, okay, so what is this person and -and so-and-so's Instagram? What's their email? Like, what's their number? Mm -hmm. And he he never reached back out. So then one of the producers on my team, Trey, his girlfriend sent him the the flyer. And it was like, you know, accepting opening artists. And um, it was like a block party. So then... They was just like, you know, submit your stuff and we'll get back to you. So what me and TJ did was we submitted our music and they got back to us and they was like, we like it. Like, come down here for mic check this day. So I want to say I had to take off work and I didn't even go to work that day. And they was like, just come down here, do the mic check. And then the following week, you'll come out here and perform. So we went down there and did that. And that's how that came about. And it's funny because when I was, who guess who was hosting the block party? Like the same dude, the same right there, dude. Right. So when I went out there, like he's hosting it, and I'm just like, nigga, he ain't never say nothing. He just, I don't think he realized it was me. Oh, okay. I don't think he realized. Yeah, it cause was that was that was through DM, so he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, nigga, you gonna feel me? Yeah, yeah, that pissed me off. But you know, that's how people are, and like, with when it comes to stuff like this, so I wasn't even surprised. Mm-hmm. You just gotta, you gotta find loopholes. Right. Yeah. If one person can't help you, you find somebody else. Yeah, you gotta go around them. Yeah, that's a fact, bro. So, um, as far as this tape, right? So, how long have you been working on this tape? Mm-hmm. And which, how many tapes has this been so far? How many? Pro- how many? What number project is this? Do this EPs one? count? I mean, everything count to me. Anything you put out is a project. Okay. You know, well, my well, the EP is. Those songs was like I was I felt like I was taking too long, so I kind of just like put some out. Those mm-hmm. were songs that was just in the vault that I don't that I didn't really plan on putting them on a project. But right. if we count the EP, this is my gonna be my fourth project. Okay, but my actual project where I locked in and like actually took the time and worked on it, it's like my third. Where this yeah, this is my third because I had Genesis schemes from the other side, mm-hmm. and this is gonna be food samples. So. Where where. So um took like a year. Took like a year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Took a year. Bet bet. So um when you when you do like your recording process, um, like is it hard to really pick what songs you want on the project? Like, do you have a lot of do you be having a lot of leftover tracks when you put like stuff on the project? Yeah, I definitely um it definitely be a few that. I be going back and forth with like, all right, I want to put this on here, but it don't, it don't fit in the lineup how I want it to fit in the lineup. But then again, it's a fire song and I'll just go back and forth with a, with a bunch of them, honestly. And I'm just, I'm just saying like, oh, this one can go here. And, and then it, when I come to that final, 
track list and like what I'm picking for it, I feel like in, in my favorite ends up working out and I end up liking the selection of songs. So, and the other songs are just gonna have to sit in the vault or I drop them as a single one day or they might go on the next project. So, I definitely, I definitely keep them and still listen to them. It's not like I just, they just throwaways for now on. Some of them do be throwaways, but a lot of the times I, I still listen to the songs that I didn't put on the tape. Even that's from my last tape. Yeah. Okay, bet, man. So the name of this next um, project is called Food Samples. And mm-hmm. quoting from you, you said you named it Food Samples because you feel like you eat everything you hop on, right? That's a fact. Talk about so, um, yeah, man, that's, you know, I've, you know, Luckily, you know, I have access to listen to some of the tracks before it came out. Mm-hmm. All of us did. And I'm pretty dope, man. You know, I you never failed to, uh, you know, you never failed to show us what you got, man. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's tell, us, tell us like your state of mind, where your state of mind was when you um, were recording this project. Well, with this project, Food Samples. I just really wanted to rap. You know, my last project, I felt like I was trying to cater to more of a wider range of audience. Like I wanted to make music that kind of like everybody would be able to vibe to. But with this project, I just wanted to rap. You know, I feel like real bars and, and flow and delivery and, you know, over hard beats. I feel like that's what made me fall in love with hip hop in the first place, you know, so. Right. Cause I grew up on heavy spitters, you know, listening to Wayne and Cole and Drake, and so me listening to that is that's when I when I that's why I like battle rap so much. But battle rappers can't they don't really make good songs. But when I hear a good punchline or I hear a bar, like I'm I'm really a sucker for those stank faces that went in. That's whether you that's whether it's a hard bar or whether it's a hard beat. Like I'm yeah. I'm I love it. So with this project, I was I was in a, a mind state of making what I like to make. And I had the mindset that um I don't care if this project doesn't reach that wider audience, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm happy with it. And I just wanted to show people that I could really bar niggas up. Like sure. I'm I was barring niggas up in my last project, but I wasn't really like I was still trying to be kind of mainstream with it. But nah, this one, I'm like I wanted it completely like an underground feel straight, like a gritty feel. So that's where my mindset was it uh, was at with this project. OK, bet, bet. Um, so like, do you have any. Before people hear it, because it comes out on the fourth, right? November fourth. Yes, yes, sir. Um, do you feel like it'll be any any standout tracks or like a track that, like, like when you record a certain song, like which songs were you like? Man, I can't wait to people hear this one. Uh, definitely, those days are gone mm-hmm. because I feel like it. I'm at the age now where it's kind of starting to relate to a lot of people, and I feel like people older than me relate to it because um. You know, it's just like it's, you growing up and it's life after school, right. like becoming an adult. I feel like in, in the hook, I feel like the hook is just it's catchy and it, and it sounds good. So right. I feel like it's definitely one of them ones. 
Bet, bet. So, um, how do you explain, like, I know you talked about, um, you know, you just rap about, you know, what you've been through. Yeah, you don't have to fake being tough or fake, you know, being from somewhere else, acting like you was from somewhere else or done things that you haven't really done. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel, like, how does that, why do you feel that, like that's important? And, like, because some people feel like they can't relate to a certain story. Like, however the story is, they have to, like, add stuff to it yeah. to feel like they have to relate. So how do you feel like you still can just rap about everything you've been through and still relate to, to you know, whatever crowd you're trying to um, get to? I feel like no matter what story you have, there's always going to be people out there that can relate to it. You may right. just not feel like people can relate to it because that's not the, you know, that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for validation from a certain type of crowd when there's another crowd out there that live exactly how you live you know and they want to hear how you came up too you know what i'm saying it's not you don't always gotta be a street nigga you can you can rap about other stuff you know ignorant sales don't get me wrong but it's if i feel like if you have that that audience and that crowd i feel like at the end of the day people just want to feel you you know, they just, even if they don't relate to it, they just, they just want to feel your mood, you know? And if you, if you put your, your, all of your emotion into it, they just want to feel that. And they, and they're going to vibe out with you if they feel that. So I feel like you don't, you don't have to fake it. Right. There's really, there's really no need to, because even if you are faking it, let's say you fake it and you blow up one day, somebody going to pull your card. Yeah, and then you're not really going to be able to know know what to do because you're not from that. Yeah, we've seen that happen a lot with a lot of a lot of artists. <laughs> <laughs> and it it kind of um, yeah. it kind of messes their their credibility up and all that. Um, but but yes, yeah, it happens a lot. That somebody might pull up an old picture. I mean, we've seen what happened with Rick Ross. You know, they put up the um, correctional officer picture. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, 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 it's that it's really it, him. That was really him. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> but it seemed like um, it seemed like he you know he bounced back from that. You know, a lot of people were able to bounce back, but at the end of the day, you, you just don't want it to happen anyway. Yeah, if you, you know what I'm saying if you keep it a hundred from the jump and you tell niggas that like this is what I am, this is what it is, this is where I'm from, I feel like it's easier for people to defend you if that does even happen, or if you do try to. If you do try to like switch it up a little bit, you know, people, your your original fan base will protect you. Be like, oh, well, from the jump, he was saying he from here, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I feel like you keep it, you keep it solid. People are gonna have your back just because you're keeping it solid, right? Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, man, everybody just wanna want everybody to keep it real. Like everybody loves somebody that keeps it real from the jump, right? You know what I'm saying, and um. For some reason, I guess you know some people are just insecure about them, their their own selves, and that's why they just they they will lie about certain things to kind of try to cater to a certain audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, being authentic is very important, especially in hip hop. I think you know, I think that's something that um, a lot of us hold very valuable. Yeah. You know, when you talking about whatever you talking about in your lyrics, especially writing your own lyrics, first of all, you know, it's one thing like you're not writing your lyrics and what you what you talking about is is fake too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, definitely being authentic is very important, man. Um, so I, it was a line 
it was a line in uh in the new tape and I, I don't know exactly word for word but it was saying something about like you still driving a certain car and it was asking like when you gonna get signed oh yeah right so, people see my corolla and ask why i'm not inside a vet right but what about your deal nigga obviously i ain't signing right like, <laughs> right facts so what what would it take for you to actually sign a deal you know what i'm saying like you know in the future like you know do you feel like you can just just be who you are independently or is and i know we probably talked about this on the last um, time mm -hmm. we talked too but you know what what would it, what would it take to get to that next step you think i feel like just the the paperwork got to be right and i want creative control i want my masters i don't i that's you know that's like one of the main two i i want but just create a control and having my masters because I don't want to, I don't want to constantly like be feeling rushed or I don't want to, I want you to like, let me take my time and let me go through my process of making it. And I want to be able to reap the benefits of my music, you know, my art. So years and years down the line, like my family can eat too. I don't want you to just keep all of that. So, and then, you know, little stuff in between that, if, if it's good, but like that's that's what would make me sign it. Word, that's a fact. Um, and I know, like last time we talked, we talked about like, you know, what what do you plan to do to kind of keep getting yourself noticed and getting yourself out there? Mm. And um, you know, we spoke about performing at college campuses. So, and I know that A and one was a good look. You know, starting off, especially like that crowd off the rip, doing something like that. Mm -hmm. I know that benefited you a lot. Um, did you notice like a, a um, like an increase in any streams or just just increase in followers, or did you think that helped you at all? Did you, you know, notice that? What's wild is I only gained like seven followers. Okay, that whole out of that whole crap. Yeah, but you know, I was thankful for the seven followers. Mm -hmm. I still felt good about the performance. You know, I still. I was like, I looked into the crowd and a couple people, like it was a lot of people in the front row that just like weren't engaged. Right. But then like people behind them, like had their hands up and they was locked in. And so, you know, if I, when you in those big crowds and people don't know you, a lot of the times they're not going to rock with you just off the fact that they don't know you. Right. Because you're not a known artist, but that's how you keep on building. So. Monday when you come back and somebody is back in that crowd, they're like, I remember when he came here the first time. Yet the next time, it's more people rooting for him. So, so like, how does an artist these days like promote um, any projects? Like, of course, this ain't this ain't the nineties, so like, you're not passing out tapes out the the trunk of your car. So, like, how do you really tell somebody about your tape? You just be like this. You know, listen to me on Spotify, Apple Music. Like, how do you really promote promote it these days? Social media. Mm -hmm. That's like the number one. TikTok. That's TikTok is carrying right now. Yeah. That's you have, if you find a a unique way to like make a video at the same time, market your work and promote it, and and like that specific video blow up, you'll hear people in the comments like, "Oh, well, I gotta go listen to this now." Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, just don't leave it as social media. Actually get out there and go to open mics and stuff. Go in front of people and and perform. You know, go out in public places and tell people. 
you can still work on social media, but that doesn't mean you should completely leave outside alone. Right. Like, I feel like you should actually go outside and go outside and travel different places, market yourself. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, I've seen so many people on TikTok, um, like, songs blow up, like, and it'd be like the weirdest thing, but it's never the same formula. It's always something different, mm-hmm. like, every time. And most of the time, it's not even, like, scripted that way. Like, a lot of people have, like, certain plans on how they maybe wanted to market yeah. a song, and it just, it always, you know, even when, like, they'll go back and interview the person that was the original creator of the song, and they'll be like, yeah, I was just posting. I didn't expect it to blow up the way it did, or mm-hmm. it might have became a dance, and then that's how the song got attached to it. You did so many different things, but, but um, but yeah, bro, it's it, yeah. These days, man, it's a lot of. I feel like it's easier to me. I feel like it's easier to really get yourself out there. Okay. It might be it's easier, maybe harder at the same time because so many people, so many so many people are accessible through these social media apps. Mm-hmm. But it's still easier to reach people if that makes sense. Like it's, it's more people out there. Maybe you have to like get yourself noticed amongst all these people that are using these same platforms, but yeah. still you still are able to reach millions of people by this one viral video too. Yeah. You know I feel like before. So. I feel like when now you can't you can have your own crowd. Right. And that'll be enough for you to eat. I feel like before when it wasn't really like social media that one it wasn't like different crowds that would like listen how can i explain it It wasn't like different crowds that each artist had it's kind of like if you were a hip-hop you all had one big crowd Mm -hmm. versus now you got people that can like make their own music and then like go sell out a venue for like 200 300 people and that's enough you like eat and, and sell your merch like but it's definitely tougher because it's way more people doing it. It's, I didn't mean to cut you off, but speaking on what you said about the, um, you know, this performing in front of, you know, 200, 300 people, what I seen a tweet you tweeted about, I don't, don't quote, I might have quoted it wrong, but, mm-hmm. you know, you rather, you would rather perform in front of people, like a crowd of 500 people than a crowd of, whoever many people that really know your music and really are there for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you can make money off that if you just perform in a lot of cities with that same crowd with the merch. You know what I'm saying? You can make a living just doing it like that. But I feel like with social media, they portray if you ain't making these certain type of numbers, if you ain't all the way at the top of the food chain and if you ain't headlining these big places, then you ain't really they I feel like they overlook the artists that are going to these venues. Even if it is a 200-room venue. Right. I actually, because I went to go see Coast Contra, mm-hmm. and it that was like my first underground concert show ever going to. Yeah. The capacity in there is only like 250, 300. But the people that were in there made it seem like it was way more than what it was because everybody was locked in. Right. And I feel like when everybody's in one room locked in, the energy just feels much more different. and it. And then they got merch on top of that. So it's like you do that every single city that you're, you're eating. All right. You're definitely you're left. You living good and right. you're able to build at. And the beauty of it is you, you're able to build your fan base. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a West Side Boogie show. It was at Union Stage 
And like, I'm going there for West Side Boogie, but then the opening acts is like, they fire too. So then I'm like, I'm, I'm tapping in with the opening acts now because I'm seeing them, everybody's there for West Side Boogie, but they're all showing love to the opening acts. Right. I feel like you got bigger platforms and you got bigger shows. Sometimes the opening acts, people don't, all right, like let's hurry up, let's get to the main act. So mm-hmm. they kind of put off the opening act versus like when you go on these tours and you have these like opening access still trying to build their name with 15K followers, 20K followers. Everybody's like interacting with them and that makes the, the show feel so much more organic. And mm-hmm. that organic feeling is like, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's a fact. And um, y'all know what you mean about like, let's say like you open it up for like, I don't know, like Drake or Lil Baby or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. It's I, I feel like it's still a um a benefit for you to open up for them, but at the same time, like you said, those uh, artists that big, you know, they're gonna be just waiting for that main artist. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like, if you open it up for somebody that's performing at like like a um I don't like a two thousand um capacity venue or whoever that artist is, you know um. I think, you know, that would be more of your benefit because those people are coming for that artist. But, you know, whoever's opening up for that artist maybe has the same type of um, music as that, you know, opening act too. Mm-hmm. So that you already you already have the same vibe, so they're going to vibe with you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. have the same type of crowd, like you said. And I love it. So, um, so yeah. So, speaking, let's go back to the tape. So, like, do you plan on um, recording any, like, music videos for any of the songs you recorded? Yeah, I have two music videos so far. One for Lately I've Been. Okay. And one for uh, Showcases on the way, too. Where? And then, based off what the people like the most, I'm going to, you know, see what their engagement is with that. And then I'm going to shoot a video based off of the song people like the most. So. Okay, bet, bet. So, um, do you plan on performing any at any other places anytime soon after this tape drop? Yeah, after this tape drop, I definitely because now that I actually have the money to go do it, I want to go to New York, Atlanta, and LA, and then mm-hmm. just do open mics there. Maybe book some studio time, reach out to the local magazines, yeah, and then just try to market my music as much as possible. You know, because and I've never been to any of those places like unsupervised at the same time too. So this is. Like my first time, me actually just going in and exploring. Like at the same time, I'm traveling, seeing some. Like I'm changing the scenery, but at the same time, it's a business trip. So right. that's that's. I feel like that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's facts. So like, do you have a um, do you have like an ideal situation, like on how you would get noticed? Like for instance, like you know how J Cole always would say. You know, he moved in New York and he kept um, waiting for Jay-Z to come out mm-hmm. and so he can um, he can give him his tape. Yeah. Do you have an ideal situation like that or is it just, I'm going to just keep going out here until somebody notice me? Or is it like one person? I be like, trying to play it out of my head sometimes, <laughs> but it's, I, I be coming up with so many different things. Like, I'm a DM Drake and this nigga going to respond. He going to see it. He just going to reply. Hey, or man, like, he... Um, Drake be in people's DMs though. Low key. They say he DM'd the um Ice Spice girl. Yeah. And flew her out. And then I followed her. And I'll follow her after. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't feeling her. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I be 
sometimes I be uh I be like tagging when I be telling people to um tag certain celebrities in their story or or repost it and like at this celebrity. I be seeing them in the in the views sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't really be taking it to I don't really be taking it serious cuz I I know they just probably look at it and click off, but Right. I guess my ideal is one of them seeing it and like commenting under the under the uh post and like this is fire and then they ended up DM me. Then right. we start talking. But nah, until then I I really just I really just put out my content and keep working until that one person noticed me. Because like it may not be a celebrity. It it might it may be somebody that's like most likely somebody that's tapped in with a celebrity or mm-hmm. somebody that's tapped in with a label that's like, okay, this kid is nice. Yeah, I mean, we've we seen them stories too. Like, you know, everybody thinks, um, like, I, you watch Atlanta? You watch the show Atlanta? But I had I'd seen, like, the first three episodes the other night. Okay. Well, the reason I brought it up because... Not the last episode, but the episode after the last. Um, it was like a short part. Well, you might have seen this episode. You said you just watched the last three episodes? No, nah, the first three The episodes. first three episodes. Okay, first well, season. well, on this last season, it was um, an episode where it was this dude, and um, it, he was in the car with his girl. And basically, his girl was saying, like, you know, maybe you should, you should get a real job just in case this rap stuff won't work out. And then he was like, baby, trust me. You know, I might... Um, you see what happened with Big Sean? He was at the radio station rapping, and that's how Kanye found Big Sean. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, J. Cole was saying about how he met up with Jay-Z and, um, you know, gave him his tape. Mm-hmm. But it's some other stories where, like, people, it might be like an A&R or, like, just somebody that knew somebody else, you know, heard their music, too. The janitor of the building. Yeah, like, yeah, like the janitor. <laughs> like, like it's crazy. take anything. Yeah, so... Um, and I, but the reason I bring, I bring that up because a lot of people think those stories are like the only ways you can really, you have to like be in front of like Kanye and rap in front of him to get a, get a deal or whatever. Right. Like it's not always like that. Like it can be somebody that worked for Kanye, somebody that worked for the person that worked for Kanye. Exactly. Put you on, you know and what I'm saying? That's why I don't get when people don't, I've, I've literally seen artists that aren't known be like, oh, I'm not doing the show. If I'm not getting paid. Or I'm not doing the show if the certain amount of people ain't here. But you never know who's out there watching. Right. You know, so you do the show with twenty people there. One of them people can be plugged, like really plugged in. But you so caught up in the fact that oh, it's only twenty people, or they they ain't really paying that. You mess that opportunity up by yourself. But who's to say you get in front of a big artist? You even gonna know what to do? Like right. you might be starstruck. And then, you know, I feel like you got to build that. That's facts, though, because, I mean, for real, you might be, let's say, like, if somebody just walk up to me, like, look, I, um, I'm an A&R at um, Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. Spit something right now. Compared to, like, Jay-Z of Rock Nation coming up to you and be like, spit something right now. Like, not, I ain't talking about you, but it's somebody in general. Yeah. Like, they might freeze up if Jay-Z would, like, Tell them to do it. Exactly. Uh, you know, compared to like the A&R that worked for Jay-Z. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So, yeah, I mean, I guess whatever situation, I feel like God will make it work out regardless. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Whatever situation he wants you to be in, sure. he going to put you in that right situation. And he, he know you're going to be ready. And even if it might not work out that situation, it's going to be another opportunity. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, don't always think like you just got one shot. You know, it might not work for that specific person, but it's it's plenty of people out there that are looking for people to to sign. You know what I'm saying? Or there's people that just want to get your career to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's always people like willing to hear new music from a different voice, right? So, that's a fact. Um, so back to the tape again. So like. When this tape drop on November 4th, man, just tell everybody, like, why they should all tune in and tap in and stream this, this new tape, bro. Because like, real rap me. is back, man. Yeah. Real rap is back. Niggas ain't rapping no more. Niggas, this, this is real rap over classic samples. This is... Niggas ain't doing this no more. Right. Niggas, like, I'm giving you bars. I'm giving you stank face vibes. I'm giving you storytelling. I'm putting humor in there. And I'm just feel like you listen to this, you just going to have a good time. You're going to start your Friday off right. Your whole week from the next week going to be starting off right. You're just going to feel like a smooth person after you listen to this tape. Mm-hmm. And, and it's starting to get cold out. You want to feel, feel cozy. I feel like this, going, this is a cozy tape right here. I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like if you really want to tap in and... And feel like that, nigga. This tape is for you. <laughs> this tape is definitely if you if you want to feel like you him. Whenever you feeling low, this tape is for you. Word. Word. If your girl left you and you <laughs> need some confidence in your life and you need to get back on your on your toes, this tape is for you. Hey man, you heard him, man. Mm-hmm. Plenty of different reasons why to get that tape, bro. Um, nah, for real, because like the when I heard it, the first song. I forgot the name of the song, but that was the song that had um, on your, your man, TJ the Artist. I think TJ the Artist was on that song. Mm-hmm. And thanks to somebody else on that song. But basically the song with, with, um, with the features. That was a smooth song, man. Like, as soon, soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, this is a, this is a joint. You can just try by you in the whip. Like, for yeah. real. Like, for sure. Um, but yeah, man. So, like, where? So, it's going to be on all streaming platforms, right? Yeah, sure. Facts, sure. facts. Everywhere. Okay, bet, bet, man. So, um, so like, what are your what are your plans after the tape? You just want to just you know try to like you said try to perform and do more open mics. Yeah, I just want to market it, get it out. You know, perform different places, travel yeah. and and show people like, and then as time goes by, just find more ways to promote it. Mm-hmm. You know, get on TikTok and, and see how I can make a video that'll make the. The tape stand out. Get on Twitter. Try to grow my following base on there. Yeah, and then just keep going. Um, I did start working on a project. I'm gonna work like I'm. I'm already like start. I already started working on a project after this, but I'm so locked in with the rollout right now and the promotion of this tape that I kind of like stop and like put all my energy towards this because. When it comes to content, I feel like I feel like lyrical people that are trying to come up and that are lyrical, we put more work in into making the song and like the actual music versus somebody who just like wants to make trendy music. They actually get on TikTok and they get on <clears throat> social media and they actually put in the work on there mm-hmm. and they look at the algorithms and they study everything and they study the right times to post and with select crowds and how to reach select crowds. And I feel like that's what I need to start doing. And just so with this, with the promotion of this and 
the rollout, like I I solely want to just put all my focus in on, on that. So Okay, that's facts, man. Um, because when you was talking, I kind of thought of another question. So like, how do you feel about um when people say like I hear a lot of people on different platforms talk about like people like artists yeah. and staying consistent and always dropping music. Like, but for you though, what does that mean for you? Like, do you want to drop at least one project a year or like two projects a year? Like, how do you really feel about your consistency? Like, how does what does that mean for you? My consistency is, you know, even if you're not dropping, just continuing to work. Mm-hmm. Um What's what's a long time to you may not be a long time to somebody else. Me, for me, you know, I want to drop a project every year for sure. Um, I don't want to go longer than a year without a project because I've I've realized, you know, when I want to say about a year or two ago, I would beat myself up because I'm like, why is it taking me so long to drop a project versus instead of me actually realizing that I'm taking my time and like. Well, it's better to take your time than to rush a project. And if your project takes a year, if it takes two years, then so be it. Um, and I just realized like that time for me is I'll, I'll work on a project for a year before I drop it, because it's not just the music could be done in six months. But then you got to get on everybody's schedule and you like mm-hmm. you don't want to just drop the music. You want to have stuff around. You, you want to have videos. You want to have merch. You want to have places you can perform the project. And everybody's schedule ain't going to be the same as your schedule. So trying to get everybody's schedule in line, that's going to take some time, too. So that's why a lot of the times a year just sounds about right, because realistically, it's not going to get done. And I wanted this project to be out in November last year, but I had to keep pushing it back. And then, you know, adding certain things, I'm tweaking certain things because all that stuff takes time. And when people fail to realize, they're like, oh, like this, this song is good. or This, uh, this project is good because I've let people hear it. And they're like, you need to put it out now. Like you need to stop playing because the more you keep holding it, you know, it, you, you playing. I'm just like, it's, it's a process to it. I can't just put it out because right. you, if anything, I've learned that from my last project, you don't just want to put something out and not have no promotion around it like you want to you want to be able to actually make some noise with this project Mm -hmm. and that's whether it's the most mainstream project or whether it's the most underground project you know you still want to be able to market it and promote it you don't want to just put it out because if you put it out it's going to flop and nobody's going to listen to it you're going to be like dang where did i go wrong right now you're waiting a whole another year to make another project and hoping so yeah i don't that's one of those things you just learn over time when you making music. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, man. Hey, but look, man, I, I'm just glad, you, you know, you're staying consistent. You're putting out something every year for real. And I, I've seen your growth from when you first started rapping to where you are now. Mm-hmm. And I know you're just on, on the bigger and better things, man. So for my audience right here, man, November, uh, no, um, November 4th, I'm sorry, yes, November sir. 4th, yes, sir. the Tate Food Samples is dropping, man, on all streaming platforms. Make sure y'all check it out. Wait, um, when are you dropping this? I'm going to drop this tomorrow. No, on Monday. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to drop this on Monday. All right. Yeah, it won't take me long to edit. As long as I get back to the crib, do what I got to do, it's going to be out. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, you got anything else you want to say about the tape before we get off here? Nah, just 
if you want to feel like a smooth person, this tape is for you. No doubt, man. You gonna feel like the smoothest nigga out. Even <laughs> if you a girl, you just gonna feel like the smooth. You gonna feel like none of these girls could could fuck with you. Like you gonna feel like they can't hang with you. You gonna feel like the smoothest person out. I'm telling you. No doubt, no doubt, man. So shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners. Um, we got smoothed on back on the pod again, promoting his new tape coming out November the fourth. Make sure y'all get it, get it on all streaming platforms. And um, yeah, man. Until then, we out on the next episode. Peace.